I'm so sorry that you were allergic to fish. <laughs> what a weird I am way so sorry. To open this podcast. I'm apologizing. No, actually, you know, the word sorry means wretched, so I need you're, to rephrase that. You're not wretched, Steve. Because you're allergic to fish, <laughs> Maggie? No, I'm not. <laughs> I but, just take it as yeah. my body protecting me from mercury or something. Well, you're probably right. But, you know, I do want to go fly fishing. And if we do, we'll just catch and release. Well, you know, when we were in Alaska and (laughs) Alaska, (laughs) when we were there, um, we had fresh halibut and no issues. Well, that's true. And And I asked the guy at Whole Foods if they did anything to it, you know, even the really uh, nice wild caught stuff. And he said, yeah, they, they spray it with a gas to preserve it. But that wasn't in Alaska. Correct. We did not get the, the wild-caught uh, halibut at Whole Foods in Alaska. It came out of the Ketchumac Bay, actually. I'm already super <clears throat> confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the story went, we had fresh-caught halibut in Alaska, and you asked the guy at Whole Foods if it's I just said been that. I literally just said you did, that. You did, You just you? quoted me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's for those that weren't, be fun. that weren't paying any attention. <laughs> like you? If anyone else wasn't listening to Maggie. <laughs> well, I was just Here's looking out the window here when they pointed action, and I, I really hadn't gathered my thoughts yet. Okay. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're just staring action. out the window, and you're on. That's wonderful. Hey, well, KBs. Hi, KBs. We were talking earlier today about uh, running up to Snake River up in Wyoming, and and maybe camping out there yes. by the water's edge. I'm so excited. You know, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm, yeah. I, you know, I can't help it. I'm, I like camping more than any five star hotel. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Something <laughs> about the 30, 30 degree temperature at three in the morning that one cannot deny. <laughs> but you get to wear so many layers and you wake up and you make your fresh yeah. coffee. Oh, man. Yeah. Out by the river. It's pretty epic. Well, it's going to be fun. But, you know, I've had several listeners, we've had several listeners over the last few days uh, write in and ask about perspective. This seems to be an ongoing theme. Mm. Perspective, viewpoint. How is it? How is the world supposed to look from higher consciousness? What is it, Stephen and Maggie, that you see from your lofty position? Well, first of all, it's not a lofty position. And sure it is. Just... Come on up here. The water's fine. <laughs> okay. So maybe it's a little lofty, and things do look differently from here, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and you can you can really feel it, too, when you're in that headspace, when you're in that perspective. You are naturally incredibly optimistic. You know, you see the good in things. You see the good outcome instead of the, the gut reaction, if you will, being the negative. Well, let's try to put our arms around this. Let's okay. just continue along this, this uh, thought How about you here. put your arms around it, and I'll just put and, my arms around you. Ooh. And there's, there's, <laughs> there's room over here. Hold on, everybody. Just went, come, ooh. On. come here, Maggie. Yes. That's better. All right. So, oh, my word. No, okay, that's here, a weird visual. We're not no, sitting right beside each other. You are across other. the room, and you stay there. Thank stay you. Stay put. I couldn't handle the idea of people thinking we were sitting, you know, like on the same side of the booth. But why not? I don't know. Well, let's get out of ego. Because it feels weird. It does feel strange, doesn't it? Yeah. I want right. to sit across from someone. Okay. Did you snort? No, I just sort of... Snorted. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about a transcending now. Can yes, and get up we're, to this higher we're like, perspective. We're so lofty. All right, come on, everyone. Let's try. Let's let's try to <laughs> gather our our higher thoughts. Okay, here. I'm with you. So, all right. The question: What does it look like 
What does it what does, should it look like for a KB from a higher perspective of higher consciousness when we've meditated to do the work to come out from ego? What does the world look like? Mm. First off, the vision from a transcended perspective, it's not based upon what you can see with the visual eyes, the five senses. It's not based on emotions. It's not based necessarily on how you feel about things because you know, feelings and emotions change. They do change. And if we are basing our decision-making on how we feel about something and or how uh, you know, we are emotionally involved or not involved in something, our decisions will continuously change as our emotions change. Mm, yes, absolutely. We've all so, felt that. We've all, all been there. But you know, and it's incorrect. Most, so many people do that. They make their decisions based on how they feel about something. Well, I'm excited about it, so I think I'll do it. Well, then what happens when you're no longer excited about it? Yeah. You, yes. you, you don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So without a willingness to believe beyond what I can see, it is not possible for me to experience more. It is not possible to enjoy new experiences. If I'm not willing to believe beyond what I can see in the natural, it is not going to be possible to fulfill my purpose for developing a life that's even greater than anything that I can imagine. Mm. It's not possible when there is a lack of willingness to believe beyond what I can see for me to release the joy and the happiness that's contained in higher consciousness and for me to enjoy it and be entertained by the greater thing and the journey of attracting the abundant life where there is no willingness to believe, kinetically believe, without changing, without wavering, beyond what I can see, none of those things are going to be possible. Well, the biggest difference that comes through from that explanation is the fact that you you are either under your emotions or you're over them. And, and we really do have the opportunity, really, not just the ability, but again, the opportunity to control our emotions, to make them work for us, to stir them up in any direction that we choose. Um, and life does, it, it really does become quite bleak when you're sort of being, you know, it's like you're just being dragged behind an emotional horse, you know, <laughs> left, right, up, down. Well, that's true. And so you could look at it almost like a crossroad where there are two choices. Either you can follow your emotion or your emotion will follow you. Yes. Yes. And the emotions are then, they're, they're being created by what you choose to do and choose to believe rather than you making your choices based upon how you feel. Well, and I have to say, Steve, you're, you are the, sort of the master of this. You do this all the time. I've learned so much from you in this very specific area. Um, you, you speak. When you want to feel a certain way about something, you speak that. You speak the outcome. You speak your optimism. Um, you speak how you want to feel. Um, as if it's already done. And, and that does work. You know, just have, for example, um, I had a conversation with a friend not too long ago, and a lot of things were going wrong in her life, just a lot piling up. And I really, all I did was really just say, all is well, everything's going to work out, you know, the usual positive outcomes. And she said, oh, I feel so much better. I feel so much better talking to you. And all that it, that was, though, is just a representation of what we're talking about. Well, you change what you think and change how you feel by speaking differently. Yes. Rather than saying what I feel yeah. and saying even what I'm thinking, yeah. I will choose what I say and my thoughts have to change and my feelings change. Just like on this show alone, where people are out in the wilderness by themselves for like mm. oh, 60 yeah. and yeah. 90 days. And you always say this, you know, we'll be watching it sometimes and they start going, oh, 
I'm just so hungry. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this anymore. I miss and, mama. I miss mom. I miss the doggy. I miss my mom. Yep, but you, you always say, oh, they're on their way out. Because the mm-hmm. moment that their speech changes mm-hmm. is when everything goes in one direction or the other. Correct. Yeah. So here it is. I guess to, to, to answer the question of the, those writing in, our listeners, if I don't have a belief for what I cannot see, the effects of kinetic attraction is missing from my vibrational human vessel. And it is now not going to be possible in this current state of redundant living, mm-hmm. redundant life, redundant expectations for me to experience the more of me. And it's not going to be possible for me to experience the greater portion of me as long as I am limited my vision by the senses rather than the mm-hmm. beliefs and articles of faith that I choose to create. Limited vision. So what what are we looking out for? What's causing this limited vision? Is it all in our past? Is it how we're raised? Is it just what we're saying about ourselves every day? What what creates that? It's limit. You're limiting your vision by living by what you see, living by the mm. five senses, and living by the the historical expectations of of experiential knowledge, and not willing not willing to move beyond the round robin circle of existence. Wow. And so the distinguishing characteristic of human beings experiencing increase in their lives in every area of life is this unwavering kinetic belief. It's a settled way of thought that's not close to manifesting the imagination, Mm. close to realizing and manifesting whatever you can dream of and believe of, and then making that an article of faith, making that your reality in this, not only the subjective realm, but the anticipation of it being the, the, uh, objective realm as well well. and that anticipation that's an excuse me that's an interesting word to use in this situation because um you know when you're talking about controlling your emotions you're overcoming a lot of negative expectations that are creating these emotions um and so anticipating the good anticipating the the right outcome the kinetic belief outcome is well, it's obviously a huge part of this. That's a great point. And when we talk about overcoming a negative expectation, we're not wrestling with it. To mm-hmm. actually overcome it means to cast it down. It doesn't exist, and it's it's not in my reality. Yeah. Because to overcome something means I'm going to wrestle with it. I am looking at that habitual pattern of diminishing effect in my life or the condemnation from the way that I was raised and the judgments and all those things, I'm going to look at those, weigh those, take those into consideration, and then wrestle with them. Mm. Well, when you do that, you're giving life source energetics to the thing that shouldn't exist. So to overcome something means it doesn't exist. Mm. It's not in my realm of possibilities. So there's nothing now to wrestle with or to even overcome. It doesn't exist. This really points to that identity that you always talk about of I am, therefore I am. And my yes is yes. And my no is no. And there's a real stability in that identity. It's above all things. It's, you know, we talk about being uh, the, yes. the alpha of your yes. life. Um, and again, that's, that's sort of that lofty position that we're all going to be living from and operating from. Yes. Yeah, so here we are. And, you know, we're not talking about simply having faith in ourself or in our own abilities right ah there's something else going on now thank goodness (laughs) but but i'm excited but i am now applying faith in this immovable belief in principle yeah an eternal principle that exists it's just as real as my hand is it is a principle and and i have this immovable belief 
from this perspective, this lofty place. Yes. And I have this immovable belief in the life of spirit, which upholds all things that are advancing, that are true and that are right. I have this unwavering belief, this unwavering kinetic belief that if I stay aligned with light and love, I am going to attract advancement. Mm. I am going to attract the wisdom of truth, and I will receive these unctions within my internal guiding light that tells me what to say, where to go, who to speak with, when to show up. And the universe will then abundantly furnish me with good health and this overflowing source of prosperity when I develop in my immovable belief in the principle of the life of spirit. The concept of a lofty perspective is so perfect for what you're telling us today because we all know what that what that sort of feels like you know you go to the top of a building or the top of a mountain and the the and that sensation of being able to see so much at once and almost off into the future you can easily easily connect that to what this is going to feel like and why this matters so much for us because when you're so when your perspective is so close and it's so small and it's so shallow all that you're dealing with is just this minutia that's just right around you. And so when we can elevate and be live awakened and live enlightened, there's there's so much more we can access. There's just so much more information that we get to deal with. I like that lofty place of looking off into the distance, maybe a vista out before you. And what's actually happening is you're removing labels from your cognitive reasonings. And it becomes this holistic viewpoint, this holistic visor that we're looking through, like the guy on Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And you just see, you see beyond the the specifics of challenges in the day-to-day life. Well, that's what the astronauts always say. When they come back, you know, if they've been out in space, they just say that it's just this overwhelming, very permanent sensation of what really matters and and what our lives truly are. So from this perspective, yes, we are in touch now with the life of spirit, and it is this immutable universal truth that guides all of life Mm. on a grand adventure of increase, and we can rely on it. Every single human being can rely upon this. And it's not, it, it's not um, even though it can be, it's not just every person developing in some kind of intuition, intuitional belief that, you know, I'm going to still, a lot of people confuse intuition with feelings. And it's not the same thing. Intuition mm-hmm. is recognizing the voice of the life of a spirit that comes mm-hmm. in unctions that guides us through this holistic realm of existence. Mm-hmm. And then this highest authority of creation, it's also then it becomes our authority for manifesting. And we then we enter into this grand adventure of attracting abundance into our lives. Well, and this is a fascinating topic. I think whenever we talk about the voice of spirit, the voice of our creator, the, that voice within ourselves, because I, I actually have always found that the the hallmark of that is that it's quite devoid of emotion. I almost feel whenever I know this, the voice of spirit, I always come away thinking, well, this isn't really a choice. It doesn't even feel like I'm making a decision. I'm making a choice. It's something that I'm just deeply compelled to do. I have to do it. 
And it's not necessarily because I feel so good about it. Decisions are only a requirement of the ego. And that's that's such a good point, Maggie, because when we are steeped in our lower state of being, there are lots of decisions that we're faced with every day and we don't quite know what to do which means we're struggling with doing just the right thing. We're struggling with aligning ourselves with higher spirit. But without this trust in the life of spirit, Mm. this immovable belief that, and it becomes immovable in that lower state of being that says something like, well, you know, um, I'm just a victim and I am the things I've been judged of. Mm. But, when we are aligned in in the the uh, presence of that life of spirit, all of a sudden you realize I'm not a victim, I'm not a label, I'm not ranked mm-hmm. by education or human endeavors. Even judgments by egos don't define me. And that does feel good. And that is freedom, <laughs> isn't it? And without this yeah. trust in the source of creation, trust in God, mm-hmm. it is not possible for anyone to rise to authentic greatness and have that perspective of looking out of the vistas in a holistic way that sees that the, the world truly is a, a grand place of, mm-hmm. of a, the, a one-of-a-kind experiment. Well, I'm I'm just loving this. Gosh, I just love everything you just said. If it, you know, I know we're not supposed to talk about feelings in that way, but it felt it really did feel good. (laughs) Feelings that follow this kind of conversation are are good good feelings. (laughs) They're enlightened feelings. (laughs) They're following us. Thank you for that. Um, But what I what I love about the descriptive words you were just using, all that that place that we're living from, it's not falsely generated. It's not something we're forcing. It all flows from the fountain of being a kinetic believer. And I I just love how we always sort of seem to circle back to that because things in life that are forced and that you're just trying too hard, I mean, it's not sustainable. It's what sort of most people are doing. You feel totally out of sorts. You know it's not the right thing. And so always being able to spiritually, mentally, emotionally, journey back to the source of kinetic belief, knowing and trusting that whatever we need is going to come from there is very empowering. And, and it's very comforting knowing that we know where to go. We have the answer. Well, the person who has no faith in the principle of spirit, which is most people, because they still only have faith in what they can see. But if you, if you don't, yeah. yeah. And if you don't have faith in principle of spirit, then that is a person who will always be small. It's someone that's prone to sorrow and doubt and fear, which is part of the lower state of being. Mm. And so whether you have this kinetic belief, this trust in beyond what can be seen or not, that really depends on each person's perspective, doesn't it? It depends on their point of view. It depends on if they've transcended into an awakened state of higher consciousness or if they're still... um, asleep, unawakened in ego, Mm -hmm. in wrestling with those things that they wish they could overcome. So we develop in and we learn to see the world and all other human beings as being produced by an evolution of insights as something that is evolving and becoming and, and not as a finished work. We don't look around. This is not the perspective. We don't look around at the world as it is today and watch these different news channels and all the atrocities that are taking place all over the world, we don't see that and go, well, this is just the way things are. And this is where we've come to, and woe is me, what a sorrowful bunch of people. 
<laughs> on this planet. That is, this is not a finished work. This is the perspective of higher consciousness. This is the perspective of a KB. We look around and realize this is something that is on the way somewhere. Mm. Millions of years ago, Maggie, the Creator worked with very low and crude forms of life. Lowly and very crude, yet each one perfect after its kind. And higher and then more complex organisms, animal and vegetable, they all appeared down through the ages. And the earth and its life forms passed through stage after stage and its unfolding. And each stage was perfect in itself and to be followed by then a higher one. And the higher conscious perspective then, which is fundamentally correct, is that lower organisms are as perfect after their kind as the higher ones are. And that the world in the... Uh, Isin period was perfect in the Isin period. A person steeped in ego in their lower self is also <laughs> perfect after its lower self. And likewise, a person who's transcended the lower self is perfect after its kind. It's not better than someone who struggles in the unawakened self. Both are perfect after their kind. And for each kind in its evolutionary process, it's perfect. But look, creation's work is not yet finished. And this is true of the world today. This is the perspective of one who is operating in higher consciousness. And this is going to really point to the power, I think, of celebrating life, celebrating yourself, celebrating the journey, celebrating people, celebrate, 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 celebrate the amoeba. Go, amoeba, go. You're doing it. Yes. But from, from the smallest... Look at you crawl. Whoa, that's amazing. But from this, but in reality, though, from the smallest all the way up to um, people who maybe they're even further than you feel that you are in your journey. You're just celebrating, celebrating, celebrating. And it's a simple word, but the outcome, the output of that word is, is maximum impact mm -hmm. yeah. because we're, you know... I loved how you were just talking about, you know, the universe and, and, and everything in creation really has the same sen sensibilities about it. The universe is always expanding, and that's what we are intended to do as well. And that's why we get depressed when we're not expanding. That's why we get sad and we have these negative emotions when we're not allowing ourselves to operate from this higher perspective. And that's, I love that you use the word celebrate, because as a KB, what do we do? What do we do for each other and for ourselves and just for the world that we're in? We encourage, edify, champion, and celebrate. That's right. And if it's not in that, <laughs> nowhere, nowhere does it, are we saying that encourage, edify, champion, and celebrate unless you see something wrong, then condemn and judge and say that's bad. That's not it. That's not our mantra. It's like the asterisk. <laughs> right. That's, you know, that's not in the fine print. No. So mm. physically, socially, and culturally, it is all good and it is all perfect. But before you say, now, wait a minute, it could be better. I hear what you're saying, Stevie and Maggie. Oh, Stephen, actually. <laughs> it could be better. Look, understand that it is not complete anywhere or in any part. Not me, not you, not Maggie, not them. It's not finished, but so far as the handiwork of creation is established, it is perfect. And this is the higher perspective that we're talking about of the awakened KB, those who've transcended the lower state of being. The world and all that it contains is perfect, even though it's not completed. So deep breath, relax, everybody. All is right with the world. This is the great unspoken truth that no one is willing to talk about. Wow. 
There's nothing wrong with anything. There's nothing wrong with anybody. In all of the endeavoring of life, we must contemplate and meditate from this lofty viewpoint. People contain the gestating ingredients of a recipe that's bound for excellence. And wow. you could pull a pan of cornbread out of the oven before it's done, and you got this sticky mess. The sticky mess is not bad. Just unfinished. It's perfect after its kind. It's mm. just not finished. There's nothing wrong with nature. Nature is this great advancing manifestation that's working beneficently for the enjoyment of all of life, but it's not finished. Well, and, and what's really sticking out at me about <laughs> Steve, <laughs> I just love this, but I, I just think it's, it's so it's funny. Okay, so yes. I'm sitting up in my chair. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm getting my back up. And okay. I'm, I'm leaning back. I see that. Okay. Everything that you're describing requires us to be willing to focus on what we need personally, spiritually. We love everyone. You love your family. You love your friends, your life, your, your sphere of influence. But what you're describing is very, very personal. And we have to make sure that we are putting a demand on whatever we need to accomplish this. Because the ripple effect to everyone else is also very profound, but it starts within us. And so much can get in the way of this. So much wants to get in the way of this. So many people who uh, don't want to have this higher perspective are going to do everything in their power, their sweet little power, you know, bless your heart power, <laughs> to get in your way. And so... You know, you love everybody, but let's leave that out of this. <laughs> we, you want to achieve okay. these things, but it's going to, I just love the ripple effect that you're describing. So we, we have to do this for ourselves. And again, this is very, very personal. Only we know the journey because you're talking about its evolution. Everybody's at a different place in their journey. And so we have to acknowledge ourselves. We have to acknowledge our identity. Mm, we yes. have to acknowledge yes. this very powerful and the most important relationship that is with self and give ourselves permission to do that again and again. And the only thing I would say, and I totally yeah, spot on in what I would say to that is rather than focusing on what we need, we focus on what we are, which is what we need. Yes. yes. We are those things. Mm. And likewise, all things in nature are good. She contains no evil. She's not completed because creation is in, in all of its forms is still unfinished. But the universe, all of nature is moving forward to give to every human being even more bountifully than nature has ever provided for life forms in the past. Mm. Nature is advancing. As it is at any given moment, it's a partial uh, expression of God and God is love. Wow. So the universe is perfect, even though it's not yet finished. That's beautiful. And wow. so is the collective of human beings, Maggie, their societies and all of even the governments. Even though they there are profound disagreements regarding what is true and what is not. And there's unrest and arguments, fighting, disruptions. Fear, condemnation, all of those things, they're all part of the forward movement. And the gestation of the recipe, well, it's perfect out of its kind of perfect after its kind. It's just not ready to be taken out of the oven yet. Mm. Quit looking at it. 
<laughs> Watched brownies. Let it, let Watched it cook. cornbread, never. Because <laughs> seriously, all of the unrest and all of the strife, all of the bitterness and, and the hatred, all of the, the violence is incidental to the evolutionary process of advancing a completed society, mm-hmm. to the manifestation of universal peace and prosperity. And thank goodness it's not finished. Or I guess I would be out in the streets somewhere shouting and yelling as well. But when it's complete, there will be harmony. But it can't be completed without the injustice. Mm. But back to perspective, the enlightened KB, we don't have to participate in injustice and the bitterness. We don't have to show up angry to participate with the anger. We don't participate in sickness and poverty. And we keep our focus on the intrinsic light and love that is within us. Not that we need something, but focused on what we already are. And we align ourselves with the finished work. And the vibrational energetics of our expectations manifests, increase, happiness, prosperity, and joy. So a KB who's going from day to day in higher consciousness, the perspective is a broken, disruptive regime wreaking havoc somewhere in the world is just as necessary to the coming finished collective of humanity as the weird animals of the age of reptiles were to the advancing life of each succeeding period. In the same way that these early animals were perfect after their kind, so are the world's regimes. They are perfect after their kind. Mm. And they're not finished and they're not perfected, but as they are in the recipe of change, they are perfect. And as strange as it may sound, behold, it, in that way, all is very good. So the higher perspective of awakened consciousness sees governments and egoic people as being perfect now as they are advancing quickly toward this evolutionary completeness. Now, it's easy to understand why there's nothing to fear and there's no cause for anxiety and nothing to worry about because all these things that we are so thankful and, and grateful are changing, they, they will pass. These yeah. things shall pass. So the perspective is we don't look at the world and go, well, we've arrived and this sucks. No, it's changing. And it must go through these processes in order to become perfected. Well, and a big part of that, it seems, too, would be to focus on the positives of, of where we are at in this evolutionary process. I mean, we had to go through, humanity had to go through the dark ages to, to get to 2022. Yeah. And so, and I say that because you hear that a lot, don't we? Don't we hear that a lot? That, you know, people talking about all the stuff that's wrong with today's era to this time um but relatively speaking we're, we're all sort of living like kings and queens so but even so in, in the in the in that example living like kings and queens or not all is right as it changes yeah. and and moves forward and so and i have a question about this so as we develop in this perspective this higher perspective of all being well and every everything being right because of where it is in the evolutionary process yes. right. um how does gratitude fit into that are we because I would imagine we're not necessarily thankful for it. Are we thankful in it? I mean, how do we attach gratitude to this higher perspective? Gratitude prevents us from living by what we see. We're grateful because we know what's coming. Mm. And mm. and we're not under what we see in gratitude. We're not controlled by what yeah. we see in the world and the wrongs and the atrocities that will ultimately change and fall away. 
when we are in gratitude, because to not be grateful in all things as they're changing is to be subject to them, subject to the way you're being abused at work, subject to the, the misbehavior in traffic or wherever it is. So to not be subject to that is to be grateful in your knowledge and wisdom that comes from higher perspective that, yes, these things shall pass. and become even greater and cultivating this perspective it seems like this is the way that we achieve higher perspective so we're constantly working on how we're allowing ourselves to see the world to see people to see circumstances and let's up the ante okay (laughs) you're thinking i got this well no wait a minute because to never complain about any of these things is to see that they are perfect in the way that they should be perfect to advance to become perfected You want to match me in the upping of the ante? I said, wow. Oh, that's good. All right. <laughs> You're still in. Still in the game. I'm listening. I'm or, listening. <laughs> but, intently. But, you know, we look around at the world and the people in it today and realize that this is the very best the world can be in this stage of development. This is the very best stage that the collective of human beings have reached historically. We, this is a pinnacle that's going even higher. That they can be people, the world can be no better today, but most certainly will be in the future. Mm. The atrocities that people do to one another are to be expected in the same way that the habits and all of the practices of the cave dweller were to be expected. This gives me the visual of putting a toddler in a a really nice suit and some shiny shoes and giving it a briefcase (laughs) and sticking him in the car and say, I'll see you at five (laughs) o'clock. I up the ante, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as yeah, silly though, five o'clock. <laughs> but as silly as that perspective sounds, that's quite literally what most of us are doing with our life and world view and perspective. We're yeah. expecting things that cannot be given, and that are, they're they're just not ready. That's that's so intense and that's so important. Well, it would be wow. just like if you and I could travel back in time. And so we go back to Iceland somewhere, maybe to some cave, and we go in there. And they're they're throwing clubs at each other and doing whatever they're definitely cave drawing And they're doing stuff things. Stuff on the rocks. That, and they're, they're drawing. I do know they did that. <laughs> drawing aliens on the rocks and whatever <laughs> it is. But we go in there and we hands on our hips and say, now you stop that. That is no way to behave. That's no way to speak to one another. You don't pick up a woman, a wife, by <laughs> clubbing her and dragging her over into your cave by, by her, her hair. hair. All of that. <laughs> you knew where but, I was going. Right, but the way the way of the cave dwellers was necessary yeah. for the savage stage of the human being's development, and for that stage, they were perfect at that time. And, but they're not still doing it today. And I will up the ante, Steve, because now we get to overlay this with ourselves, and we get to say. Hey, uh-huh. hey, Maggie, you're doing great because you're just at the stage of your process, of your evolutionary process, because I, KBs are intense people. Every KB I've ever met lives life very intensely, and we want to do well, and we want to achieve things, and we want to, we want to mm. do this thing right. Yep. So, but, a, but a negative byproduct, byproduct of that mentality can be being too hard on ourselves, expecting things that maybe they're actually going to be showing up for us down the road. And when that's happening, you can guarantee that you're still wrestling with ego because things don't become hard that you don't wrestle with. And so as we're intensely trying to on purpose live our lives, we're overcoming ego. We're overcoming the challenges and the unexpected people showing up with access into our lives that are trying to challenge our ego and to bring us back down from that lofty perspective. This also points to the, the need 
in our journey to just begin. Because wherever we end up in five years or next year or next month is based on what we begin on today. Because again, seeing this as this really beautiful process and this really great journey that we that we're all on, um, you know, it's very personal where we're at in our journey. But starting today, you, if you've been putting off journaling, for example, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Well, start today, do anything, write anything down according to kinetic belief, and it will impact that ripple effect will reach out beyond today. And it reaches out beyond the oven, doesn't it? Because we are all in this oven still on this planet, which is being baked and cooked in a recipe that's headed toward perfection. And the only way to know and to remind ourselves that we're in this process is to journal and to write down those lofty perspective things. So because it is a contradiction to the ingredients that are still sticky and ooey (laughs) and gooey, because the, the reality is our postmodern practices as a society, they're also in this this savage stage of postmodern development, yet they are also perfect in the way that we're moving forward. The transcended awakened realize, we realize that, you know, nothing better is possible until humankind ceases to be mental savages of egoic reasonings and become advanced spiritual beings. Mm. And the awakened state, the rise of the entire human consciousness to a higher viewpoint It will only manifest by the transcendence of individuals, of all of us KBs, as we are ready for having our intrinsic eyes opened to this higher perspective. And when you say that we're ready for that, um, what what does that mean? What does that look like? Okay, I'm ready to step in into the fullness of this higher perspective it looks like all of our listeners listening to this broadcast it looks like to those that are hungering that know there's something different it's for those that are ready because they look at the world as it is and they think this is not right i'm not right in challenging your wrong and you're not right in challenging what apparently is wrong with me none of this is right that's who that's who's ready for transcending to higher consciousness and that that's who this broadcast is for kbs who are enjoying their natural experience from higher consciousness and so we're ready in the steady pursuit of stirring ourselves up and doing the harder part of preparing ourselves for this daily trek in 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 this grand oven (laughs) (laughs) like word life's like an oven Could be. <laughs> Grandma always said. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, as for right now, the lower state of reasonings among the collective mm-hmm. is manifesting exactly what they desire. Yeah. It's, it's manifesting yes. what they talk about. It's manifesting what the, the world's media is blaring out, telling its vision over and over and over. And it's manifesting what they all expect. If the collective expects global warming, guess what? That's what they're going to get. If they expect war, they shall have it. Whenever the average desires more in the way of a higher, pure, more harmonious life, then that's what will be manifested, the more. Now, and it's true that you can talk to people that are steeped in ego and, and you'll find out really quickly that they do wish for abundance now. And they'll tell you that they wish for peace and prosperity and all of those things. But they only desire more of the things that make for egoic joy, enjoyment. And so culture and governments remain in the savage, brutal, lower state of being stage. 
if, if you're surrounded by egoic jostling and competitive, competitiveness right now, if your family is petty, if they are needy, and if they're argumentative, breathe deeply, come out from among them spiritually, and just realize that they are perfect right now upon the lower plane of existence. But at the same time, be grateful like you're talking about, Meg, in the fact that, you know what, all is very good and that it is moving toward perfected completion. And the only thing that we are responsible for, like you were saying earlier, the only thing you and I are responsible for, take all of this stuff, put it to the side, them and those and all of them, set them to the side for just a moment. I am responsible for changing myself. Mm. Yes. Changing myself, creating a place for my higher consciousness to operate effectively in a world that continues to evolve, that's going to make an immense difference with my faith and with my spirit. How we look upon civilization as a good thing that is becoming better or as a bad and evil thing that's just rotting and decaying, I'm telling you that those things matter. It is vitally important. Our perspective really does matter. Because one viewpoint gives me an advancing and an expanding awareness, and the other one gives me this descending and decreasing existence because I've aligned myself with that. Well, this is illuminating the definition of observation that we talk about all the time in a much higher, more profound way, because perspective is... Well, the way that you just described it, it's, it's really us observing. And as we know, our observation and the bias we attach to that changes everything. For the better or the worse, right? Yes. Yes. Because one viewpoint will make me grow greater and the other one will inevitably cause me to become smaller in alignment with a negative thing that I've judged to be negative. Mm. So I become like that. Mm. One will enable me to ascend toward the eternal things to observe and experience greater things in and, and, and actually to create in a way toward the completing of all that is incomplete and inharmonious. I become an active, creative participant in the expanding universe, which delights my soul. And this is the way that, that uh, rewards come to the intrinsic creator that's within me. This is the adventure and the joy that comes from within. The optimistic happiness that is me becomes me as I participate in that advancement. But the other way that you mentioned of wrestling with what you believe to be wrong in the world and, and struggling with, it, it makes me, it's just like a, a whack-a-mole reformer. And I'm out here trying to beat change into the, the world as it is. And so I get up every day working as a taskmaster, almost without hope, while judging society and individuals to be these lost souls, all of which I consider to be lost in this awful, dark, doomed world. And I think a red flag of knowing that you are participating in that, uh, waking up to the reality that you're per participating in those negativities that you're describing, um, is that you feel diminished. You feel small. You feel as though you're not making an impact because that's exactly the vibe, the byproduct of living that way is, you know, you're, you're just, well, it's the whack-a-mole thing. You know, you're standing there like, get, get out of here. No, not this. Okay. Not that. What are you doing now? What are you doing? And it becomes so small and it becomes so petty. And then all of a sudden connected belief, you turn around and if you can achieve this perspective, when we achieve this perspective, it blows that out of the water 
and th- quite literally the, the universe is just exploding on the inside of you. Yeah, the ripple effect <laughs> that changes the world comes from within, not from without. Stephen Hawking said there is no aspect of reality beyond the reach of the human mind. And I will tell you that the attitude of the higher conscious makes a vast difference regarding the social viewpoint. Change your mind, change your reality. Change your mind, change your reality. So the KB perspective is all is right with the world and nothing can possibly be wrong but my personal perspective and I can correct that. It is all perfect although it's incomplete. It is all the handiwork of creation, my creator, of which I am made. And yes, it is all very good. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Mm. And just say this, say, I will not dwell. I will not dwell. To think about fearful things. To think about fearful things. I always attract. I always attract. Safety and protection. Safety and protection. And I'm safe at all times. And I'm safe at all times. In this world that's changing. In this world that's changing. (laughs) And I easily avoid dangerous circumstances. I easily avoid dangerous circumstances. I am love. I am love. And I am grateful. I am grateful. For safety at all times. For safety at all times. And I see myself safely traveling. I see myself safely traveling. Where I choose to go. Where I choose to go. Every day. Every day day and I hold safely within me and I hold safely within me just like a football <laughs> just like a football <laughs> all uh, all the answers to all my questions all the answers to all my questions <laughs> and I am safe within myself and I'm safe within myself I am safe within my thoughts I'm safe within my thoughts and I remain safe and I remain safe through my entire spiritual journey on this planet through my entire spiritual journey on this planet and because of that and because of that earth earth as it is as it is is now a safe place for me to dwell mm, it's now a safe place for me to dwell it's safe for me to be an expression of myself. It's safe for me to be an expression of myself. And the voice and the voice of my wisdom of my wisdom is assured. It's assured because it comes from higher consciousness. Mm, because it comes from higher consciousness. In alignment with source. In alignment with source. In alignment with God. In alignment with God. And I refuse. And I refuse to ever ever again. To ever ever again worry. Worry. Wow. If you have been putting off journaling, go to stephencanyon.com and pick one up. We'll ship it right out to you. They are in stock, so they ship within just a couple days. Uh, Send Steve a text, 844-844-0049. And make sure you go to the website to sign up for email updates because we are going to be in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Your birthplace. It is my birthplace. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is I, forgot my birthplace. About, I forgot that. <laughs> Join us for in Steve's birthplace. We are going to have a very fun and exciting time with other kinetic believers and more details about that to come. Coming up in October yes. of this year. Yeah. Sending out much live love and light. I want to say it in one word. Much love and light to all you KB creatives all around the world. Yeah, and thanks, as usual, Steve, for the higher perspective and all the wisdom. Bye.